following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the second hour of the Tom Dupree Show. Guy Euclid. <laughs> Forgot to say it. Last <laughs> he let me know, by the way. I thought I got to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Get back no, to he's that going to, he's dressed. He's dressed up. He's going I have to dressed funeral. up. And Philip Sexton in for this hour. Good morning. Good morning. I was telling Guy, you know, I, I tell him this every time. It's uh, the cost of having as many friends as you do. I, yeah. I only have about 10. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't knows, know about that. God knows so many people. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. does such good work in no. the community. Uh, guy, you really do. You, you're you a very – I just want to tell you a little bit about Guy Huglet. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. He's, he's as community-minded <laughs> as anybody I've known. Um, he has been his whole career. Uh, he worked – uh, at First Security Bank under the late Willie Rouse. Yes, great who, man. Who pushed him or encouraged him to uh, engage uh, in the community on many levels uh, through nonprofits, board service, uh, various ways. And uh, recently, uh, and we've we've talked about this on the show, but – Guy's uh, big uh, effort in the nonprofit world is as a board member of the Shepherd's House, yeah. which is a recovery center for men um, where uh, young men, primarily young men, uh, recover from the effects of drug and alcohol uh, addiction. And Guy is so instrumental in doing that, and he's an ambassador from our firm to the community, and we appreciate that, guy. Well, I just well, want you. you to know how much I appreciate it. Hey, I, I appreciate appreciate that very much. You know, uh, I was told a long, long time ago by a guy that I really, really respect. Uh, he says, you know, you can't keep what you got unless you give it away. Man. And and I really love that. And, and I don't know about a lot of people but there's you know in this time of thanksgiving and and this is the gratitude month uh and a special time of year but you know if you really for me there's no better feeling that i get no drug no alcohol no power prestige money can buy the feeling of really being of service to somebody gotta throw sex in there well you have sex uh genuinely that genuine, sincere feeling of, of, you know, compassionate, like you were talking so much about with uh, the brother Bob in the previous yeah. hour. Yeah. Of giving back and, help, yeah. and helping others. And, uh, and Mr. Rouse played a big role in that. Yeah, Willie Rouse did. did. I mean, that was a big part of the culture of that bank, which yeah. is Chase Bank for you guys out there, listeners that don't know that today. It was First Security then. but And, and people who weren't that. around when First Security was – the big bank in the community wouldn't understand because Chase Bank today is just a global. Sh- yeah, they're but they're not a community force, right? Like First Security, like First was. Security. The was. closest thing to that now is Luther Deaton and Central at Bank. Central Bank. And if you look at <clears throat> at these two big local banks like that, and there was yeah. Central Bank, First Security. I mean, I, I would uh, I would bet. 70 to 80 percent of the good nonprofit organizations in this community, they had a major role in, in sure starting those. Yeah, they did. And, uh, and you, you know, know, you know what? That's why Lexington, Central Kentucky is such a great place to live and work, period. One of the reasons. It's one of there, the There's a lot of other. There are others, but I mean, it's just it's a real community. Yeah. Yeah. Oriented. And guy, you've, you've embodied that. 
you you've you've done a lot in that area. So let's just thank you. Accept the fact that we're blessed to have you around. Thank you very much. All right, Philip. Uh, <laughs> what are we going to talk? What are we going to talk? Now? Yeah, yeah. All right, we got some stories here perfect. to go over, Philip. Well, y'all were just talking about first security. This is kind of a perfect lead-in. Then um, the first one on my list that uh, so says uh, talks about the market loves the idea of a Schwab TD Ameritrade merger, uh, but regulators may not. So let let's let, let me just give a little backdrop to that. Um, TD Ameritrade at Dupree Financial Group, we use TD Ameritrade as our uh, custodian to hold our clients' assets. It's a big discount brokerage firm, and um, they're not the biggest. Charles Schwab is the biggest. And just this week, Charles Schwab has announced that they're going to take over TD Ameritrade. So... Brother Bob waving <laughs> out out the window. Um, we uh, we're not sure what to make of the talk of the merger. Uh, you know, they're all about it. Yeah, but the regulators may not be. So go ahead. Yeah. So for for. People, anybody that's listening that, you know, ha has an account at TD Ameritrade, the first thing I want to start out by saying, it, really, when you think about, you know, are you going to have to go through this big slog of paperwork right. or anything like that? No. No. It's basically the, the, the only thing that you're going to see is your statement go from TD Ameritrade to Schwab. Yep. Uh, but the interesting thing about this is uh, when you look at it, there's about four big players in the industry uh yeah well, three really three major major players you've got fidelity schwab and td ameritrade right um so some of the statistics from this uh it says this deal would create one of the industry's largest brokerage firms with 24 million client accounts and 5.1 trillion in combined assets wow just think about that just mind-boggling it's, cr it's 5.1 trillion dollars worth yeah. of assets it's crazy now, and and I want to jump in with you, Philip, because I did a little research yesterday afternoon. We were talking about this at the office. So, Swab is you know three point something something trillion, TD Ameritrade's two point something something trillion. Combined, they're going to have twenty four million, twenty five million customers. Yeah. Fidelity, seven point four trillion. Are you kidding me? Now, let me explain to you listeners why Fidelity is so large. They are very well known for managing 401k it's plans, it. and that's so you see a lot of that there. Okay, and so th then the other major player out there is the is E Trade. I thought that was they're not as big. They're not as big, but they've got a lot of customers. Yeah, yeah. but they don't have the asset size. Right. They're about a half a billion. Well, and the the half interesting trillion. thing or trillion, I mean, thank you. Is all, all the conversation stem said that. You know, everybody thought that E-Trade would be the first one to get acquired. Yeah. But I think this is a very interesting play by Schwab because basically what they're doing, TD Ameritrade is very similar to an E-Trade. Very, very similar. And by taking TD Ameritrade and, and making such a huge competitor, basically they're just going to try to steal E-Trade. It beat it down even further. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So that would be the competitive advantage here. Yeah. They don't have to buy E Trade. The problem the regulators aren't gonna like this because it's gonna it's gonna limit competition. It's a, and you yeah, know, there you go. And I trust look, look what's happening. Hilliard gone. You know, they were a medium sized uh brokerage firm. The the medium sized brokerage firm out there is not long for this world. Well, let, let me put it in perspective on a local basis, and we were just talking about it. Great lead-in on this antitrust issue. Many years ago in Lexington, Kentucky, two major banks merged. But where they were really uh, creating a conglomerate was the trust business. It was First yeah. National Bank and Trust merged with Security Trust. Yeah. And the two became the largest trust company in the state of Kentucky. They had 80% of market share. For all of Kentucky? For trust business in Kentucky. 
It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Did the regulators? The, the regulators came in and said, you cannot do any new trust business. I think it was 25 years. Really? Wow. Yeah. So anyhow, the, just saying. The interesting, yeah. and, and this is where the, you know, a lot of people say this is good for the customer. Well, what Schwab did was they actually announced they were not going to do any uh, trading fees anymore. Yeah. Any, any. And then commissions. The commissions, and then the next day TD went right after it. I think this was, and and this is what the article talks about. One part of it is this was kind of a long lead-in plan because Schwab didn't want to have to pay a multiple on a revenue stream that they knew was going away. Right. So that's when they started talks to buy was after they announced this this no commission. Yeah, baby. There you go. That's smart. So, but here's the But pro- the stock's gone up, though. Both uh, of them have. Well, yeah. the stock had gone down year to date, but it's popped back up to where it's about even. Yeah. Uh, on the year, the stock went up 10 points the other day, which yeah. was about a 25% move. When the news of the potential buy came out, yeah. <coughs> but the uh, So I don't think Schwab's getting any steel. No. But here's the thing that I feel is – you know, a lot of people think it's good for the the client, and I think that ultimately it can be because of the 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 total breadth of the company and the ability to do technology and zero commissions and things like that. But where you get into a, a problem is the ability to kind of price fix. Yeah. When you get to that, you know, that's true. You you can say, here's what our sweep account rate's going to be. And you can't argue it because where else are you going to go? Exactly. And for for those of you that don't know, a sweep account is where your cash deposits immediately go into. Yeah. Not a money market fund. Right. Um, and they're paying zero point nothing. Yes. Pretty and much. When when a bank has the ability to set their if if you give a bank just any bank the ability to set their deposit rates. Yeah. In a non competitive way, they're gonna they're gonna kill it. That's exactly right. We need to take a break. Stay with us. It is the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Events are happening faster than ever. What's going on in testimony? Quid pro quo. Conspiracy theories. Bribery. What do you want from Ukraine? I want nothing. Keep up with your world. People want to know. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with you will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. John Short holding, has been holding. John, welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. How are you? John, are you there? I'm right here. I'm at the West. How are you doing? Fine. Are we playing uh, Are we playing UT Martin today? We are, by prediction, talking about 45 biggins. 45 biggins. Wow. There you go. So we're going to clean the house on them. Yeah, we are. John, did you like our uh, uh, the fellow we had on in the first hour? It's a needy. I did. He's a good one. Yeah, he was a good one. What do you got to say? Yeah. For, what do you What do you got to say for yourself this this time? That it was. It, I guess on your first time it was, it was good, and I enjoyed it. And and then and then that was the impeachment hearings for Trump is, is I think is over right now. You say what now? The impeachment hearings is over for Trump, for Trump right now, and now I don't think anything's going to happen to him. You don't think anything's going to happen to him? No. Okay. No, nothing. 
nothing bad. It's something good. It could be reelected next year or win by over fifty-five billions next year. That's I'll take it. Yes, yes indeedy. Fifty-five. Because like four be, Fifty-five percent to forty-five percent. Yeah, maybe more than that. Maybe more than that. We'll, we'll see what happens because he needs to win desperately. Yeah. Every state and commonwealth. I know he's going to lose the district of Columbia. That's fine. He needs to win every state and every commonwealth. There you go. Kentucky's not a state. It's a commonwealth, right? That's correct. Kentucky, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts are commonwealths. So I don't know why they say they're states anyway. Yeah. All right. We got to keep rolling, John, with our thing here. So I'm going to have to cut you off. But thank you for calling. Hey, welcome. You're a great American. Great American. All right. Uh, Do you all know how Schwab got started? Really kind of interesting story. He was working for uh, a bank, wasn't he? Or yeah, it, well, and he he started writing an, an investment newsletter. Yeah, and then he started traveling around. I think to these banks, and he was doing investment seminars. Well, Bob Tilton in the last hour said he had just read Schwab's autobiography. Uh huh. Yeah, and it probably had that in it. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to be part of Schwab or TD Ameritrade. It looks like we're going to have our accounts with Schwab at some point, which a lot of other people have also. Um, it worries me a little bit, the lack of competition. Yeah. That's that, that, that concerns me. Sure. Sure. And that's, uh, you know, if, if they decide you can, like I said, you can kind of price fix on your, your sweep accounts. I don't think you would ever see a reinstitution of commissions. Yeah, uh, but definitely, you know, around your fees and stuff, there's a, there would be price fixing and, um, yeah. you know, less less friendly nature. Uh, but ultimately, when you're looking at a custodian, you're the the biggest thing you're looking for. The first thing you're looking for is their solvency. Yeah, um, and their ability to to clear the trades on a good. One of the reasons. I went with TD Ameritrade for our firm was that they were not engaged in other businesses that could get you in trouble. One of the big people trying to get our business was Bear Stearns. Uh-huh. Well, Bear Stearns had a huge clearing business like what TD Ameritrade does, but they also had a huge mortgage business, which got them into huge trouble and caused them to have to be merged into uh J.P. Morgan. Morgan. So if your custodian has other businesses that get it in trouble, you as a RIA have headline risk. Yeah. You know, the custodian is probably going to be okay, but you, the, your clients don't know that. They, they read that uh, your custodian is engaged in mortgage-backed trading and has lost billions of dollars. Uh they start worrying about the safety and security of their investments with that custodian. TD does not engage in other types of business. Yeah. So their their custodial business is their main thing. And as far as I know, Schwab doesn't do a whole lot of crazy stuff like that either. No. But TD also, you know, I, I think, and I've heard you say this too, you know, the bank that, that they have uh, is Toronto Dominion Bank, the bank no. that they're in cahoots with. Yeah. Uh, and – you know, the, that bank over the, the financial crisis was solid as a rock. Yeah, solid <laughs> as a rock. The Canadian banks did not get hurt. <clears throat> exactly. And so that's the first thing you're looking for because, like you said, the money will be there. The money will be fine. Your investments yeah. will be fine. You know, the custodian, all that would be okay. The problem, you you might have to jump through some hoops yeah. to prove that it was your securities. Right. Uh, which – you never want to have to even get close to being in a situation. No, like that. it's like a that's like your bank getting taken over. Of course, when banks get taken over, they do it over the weekend, and the next day, <laughs> I know. It, it's it's such and such bank, but your account is still the, the same. there. There, you, you know, uh, one of the things I've been sitting here thinking about with all this, another real benefit though, if you're a client of Dupree Financial, or if you're a client that is with one of these 1-800 global companies. Yeah. You know, that's a benefit that we really, we have. You know, I, I love it. We're Main Street, Lexington, Kentucky. We're a guide. 
I love think about Philip coming down the rapids, you know, as the guide of the of the boat. Yeah. And and we'll guide you through <laughs> these changes. You know, we're gonna be right by your side and hold your hand and 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 lower the anxiety or any worry or the, the you know, the fear of change. Handed and diligent guy. Yeah, and I think that's a real benefit, you know. Yeah. And, and I love saying that as we move into Small Business Saturday, which is going to be, you know, next next Saturday, where we celebrate Small Business America, and that's what the pre-financial is. Yeah. I forgot all about that. You that's got right. Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. and That's where they try to get people to shop at the local at the local, right. rather than the big box. That's right. You yeah. know, we're Kentucky for Kentucky, by yeah. gosh. And, you know, doing business in Kentucky, creating jobs in Kentucky, creating revenue for Kentucky. Yeah. Prosperity. Hot for the Lord. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) The hour of power. It's (laughs) shopping time in the bluegrass. (laughs) Shopping time in the bluegrass. I love it. It's perfect. All right. I feel good. We've got got (laughs) this uh, story here about value stocks back in vogue for now. What's going on with that? Yeah, so over the past few months, we've actually started to see a shift in the markets. Um, so this is an article from the Wall Street Journal written by Michael Worsthorn. Um, so it said the uh, there's Wall Street says the art of buying cheap stocks is making a comeback for real this time. Money managers and individual investors this month stepped up their buying of shares of banks, manufacturers, and other value stocks, often defined as companies whose shares trade at a low multiple of their book value or net worth. So it says the renewed interest has pushed the S&P 500 value index up 12% over the past three months, more than double the increase of its growth counterpart. Uh, The spurt of gains has lifted the value index ahead of the S&P 500 growth index for 2019, and put it on pace for its tr- strongest year in six years. Wow. Um, is this because people just have bought all the growth stocks they want to buy and they're just looking for something else? They've gone in there and cleared off the shelves and all the growth stuff went first, and then it's a, uh, what's left, you know? Oh, well, we yeah. got this, you know, got Unum, uh, uh, which, which we jumped into and have made a lo- nice little profit on here jar. just in the last two weeks. Is Unum like the jar of pickles? Yeah, it's the back jar of pickles has like- been sitting back there that has been marked down from $5.50 a can to, yeah. you know, $2. And, and it hadn't expired. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm that's the thing. They, they got better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more about that when we got back. It just looks like to me they're going in raiding the supermarket, buying anything they can. <laughs> or the big whatever. Stay with us. The Pre Financial Group. It's the Tom Dupree Show News Radio 630 WAP. From iHeartRadio, number one for podcasts. Next question with Katie Couric. I'm Katie Couric, and I'm back with my new podcast, Next Question with Katie Couric. Next Question aims to make sense of our chaotic, complicated, and ever-changing world one question at a time. I look forward to figuring this all out together. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster, and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of ZQuiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called ZQuiet. ZQuiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to ZQuiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, 
Go to GetZQuiet.com. ZQuiet works for both men and women. With ZQuiet, couples are sleeping together peacefully. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Go to GetZQuiet.com. That's GetZQuiet.com to try it for only $9.95. The impeachment inquiry expected to move into the next phase after the Thanksgiving recess, but there is a witness Democrats may still want to question. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton. ABC's David Wright is at the White House. Bolton? came out with a bizarre claim that the White House locked him out of his Twitter account. For the past two months since his resignation, he says he's finally wrested back control. The White House denies this, but Bolton suggested that his Twitter absence for the past two months since his resignation may have been an effort to silence him because of stuff that he might say. Many people getting a head start on this big Thanksgiving getaway. Mother Nature may be a factor along the way with a wintry mix in the forecast. ABC's Rob Marciano is in Columbus, Ohio. Five inches of snow in parts of Kansas, some of that falling out in in, uh, Illinois. But the heavy rain through Birmingham, the Huntsville getting into Atlanta later on today is this kind of low that's going coast to coast is organizing. Thanksgiving travel expected to be one of the busiest since 2005. Michelle Franz in ABC News. It's unfortunately a damp and dreary start to the weekend here on this Saturday. We're dealing with rounds of heavy rain coming through the area. Some dry spots will be out there as well, but temperatures going to be on the cool side. We'll stay around the 40s. Then by tonight, we see those temperatures crash quickly down into the 30s. That could change some of that rain over to a mix of snow through the overnight hours. I'm WKYT. We're all just down in Bernstein for News Ready 630. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. If you're looking for more ways to save this holiday season, you're going to love earning four times the fuel points on gift cards now through December 10th at Kroger. Just download your coupon from the app or at Kroger.com. Then head to Kroger and choose from hundreds of gift cards like Bass Pro Shops, Lowe's, Google Play, and more. Whether you give them as gifts or use them for your holiday shopping, you'll earn four times the fuel points. More ways to save. It's easy. Limited time offer and restrictions apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent, like Prudential and Mutual of Omaha, and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-589-5599. That's 800-589-5599. 800-589-5599. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Sitting here with my friends, Guy and Philip. Um, let's talk uh, a little bit about what would happen. Gosh, I hate to think. I don't even want to think about this. Elizabeth, <laughs> if Elizabeth Warren was elected president, uh, <laughs> IU stock finally poised to rebound. I mean, oh, come so, on, don't don't put me through this. All right, oh, so I'll go do ahead it. and put me. I'll through. rip the bandaid off. All right, <laughs> <laughs> so. This this kind of goes to to what you just asked before the before the uh, break that we just took, you know why why are the value stocks moving up? Um, so to to answer that, in my belief is that when you look at uh, when you look at what the profitability of companies has done over the past year, um, a lot of growth companies the the growth really hasn't been there. Yeah. So the money is just kind of shifted. Um, is what you started to see is a shift in 
shift in money in buying yeah so money moving from growth to value and the way i like to look at it is is like somebody opening up their cupboard you're talking about the grocery store somebody opening up their cupboard <clears throat> saying well i got a lot of oreos ain't got much uh ain't got much healthy food in here <laughs> It's got a lot of Oreos yeah. and yeah. Cheez-Its and everything else, so I better go get some some apples and bananas. That's what you survive on, though, isn't it, Phil? <laughs> I, I switch. I, I, I've been eating grilled chicken. And he's got a bet going on. Let's let the listeners know. Okay. All right. So our our newest youngest <laughs> member of the team, Mister Brad Crane, I told him I said, "Well, I'm going to start. I'm going to really hone in on diet over the next month or so." And I said, "I'll probably lose about 20 pounds in a month if I really want to." And I was I was just kind of joking around, but I know I could do it. Losing 20 pounds is a big deal. So he looked at me, he said, "That's impossible. I bet you 50 bucks you can't lose 20 pounds in a month." Oh, really? And I was like, "Well, you made your bed. All right, I'm going to make I'm going to let you lie in it." <laughs> I weighed last night 6 days in, I'm down 6 pounds. Are you really? Yeah. So wow. I made sure I seen a little sweet little text last night. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, I just got to say the text, and then I'll jump back into this. I said a pound a day keeps the brat away. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> what, I, what I view this as is just a shift. And what this article talks about, um, it talks about – if Elizabeth Warren were to become a pres uh, were to become president, what you have to see is you have to the reason that growth has continued to grow for as long as it has is because its profitability has continued to grow. Yeah. Um. So you know if your profitability is continuing to grow, well then the stock can you know continue to grow. What they're talking about is what happens if Elizabeth Warren starts to really crack down and regulate and just stop growth. Yeah, all together, and that's the well. She she hates wealth being created. She she doesn't like it. She she says we need to get rid of all the billionaires. The billionaires drive the economy. Yeah, she doesn't they, understand yeah. that. They know how to create wealth and create jobs. She hates seeing people do well. She said that exactly. Well, she said that she wants she wants free health care for everybody. Okay, she wants a $15 minimum wage. Yeah. She wants to eliminate all student loan debt, which Get what, rid of it. what what numbers that now? Trillions. Trillions. Yeah. And then in implement a wealth tax. Right. Of and I've heard well, Let's big just numbers. wipe the whole thing out. And that the wealth tax like yeah. 70% or something crazy, isn't know, it? But a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And that's the thing is when you when you really start to just when you hold, when you pull the e brake on growth, well then the money is going to flee to things that are safe or safer. You know, you're gonna go from the 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 sexy growth of Amazon to all right, we're we're just gonna we're gonna stay on base here and, and hit hit singles over here well, in Unum land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well let me ask you this. I mean, Tom, you've you've been around a long, long time and seen a lot of different elections. Does this? It, she's in the lead right now as the Democratic frontrunner, just narrowly. Well, right, not in every state. Okay, uh, but the guy uh, Pete Buttigieg is Mayor Pete is moving up, and he's actually taking the lead in Iowa. Uh, I I don't know. I'd much rather see him than her. I'll tell you that. Well, I saw a lot of headlines this week. I didn't read the stories, but saw headlines where some of these big hedge fund guys are starting to bet on the market dropping yeah. later next year. Yeah. Which I suspect has more to do with the presidential election. Probably. Than it does, you know, trade or interest rates or anything like that. Yeah. Kind of one of the reasons that I wanted to bring this article up was to to just really highlight, and this is something that we really try to hone in on at Dupree Financials when we're doing our, our research, is the capital markets have been through so many weird presidencies. I mean, so many different kinds of presidencies. Yeah. And that it's only one person. You know, all these claims that she's she's promising – you're going to be lucky if she, if if she got elected. First off, you're right. going to be lucky that she even gets ten percent of them implemented. Yeah, because a lot of things she can do by executive order, which we've seen with President Trump. That's right. Yeah. 
but ultimately the the profitability of some of these companies will stay in intact yeah. is 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 what I was getting at and that's where you know that's why you have to do your research that's why you've got to really hone in and that's why you can't make a bet on politics because it it is what it is it's a bet and uh I talked about this in a little little scene thing we did at the senior seminar you know there's a difference between gambling and handicapping yes so when you're when you're doing research on stocks, you're handicapping. We've got one of our, well, let's just say a, a listener on the line here, Dwayne. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm uh, I'm going to try multitasking here. I'm trying to get out the door to work, Home Depot, and I just heard a comment. Which one of you just said that I'd rather see Pete Buttigieg? I did. <laughs> okay, Tom. Listen, you know he's he's mayor of South Bend, right? Yep. Oh. You know I'm a Notre Dame graduate. Yes, we right? know there. Okay. I happen to know from having heard on the radio, admittedly, and can't quote the source, but I remember it was a very reliable source. His father is an avowed communist college professor. That I didn't so, know. Yeah, the apple. Go look it up. I wish I could be more precise in my citation here, but so and that, that probably. Well, I'd means, rather not see either one of them. So let's but just set the. There, there isn't a, a trustworthy any one of them in terms of of uh, any kind of moderation, but he's no solution. I yeah. promise you. No, he I, is I agree with you that 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 much. Making the grass. I'm glad you shot me down on that. Not, well, I didn't mean to put it that I, way. No, no, I'm. I needed it. Thank you. All right. Have go. a good Thanks. day at work. Appreciate <laughs> you. Bye bye. Yeah. Right. Anyway, okay, good. I'm glad he said that. <laughs> I stand yeah. corrected. You're getting a communist, socialist, whatever you have, fascist, maybe depending on who it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, no, it, any any one of them, but. Know. Like I guess well you know from from certain business regulations and certain things you know yeah you've got to watch out for certain things but ultimately if you pick good companies they you can weather the storm that's what we try to do is pick good companies good companies that listen if you're an investor if you're somebody who needs to have retirement uh, ma investment management for your retirement account. We pick good companies for you to invest in. And good, what does good mean? It means companies who have a business that's fairly stable, um, to some degree has a moat around it. In other words, there's protections about against anybody getting in the business. You know, they, they have a niche in the business that's hard to get them out of. And their stock is trading at a price that looks attractive. That's what we're looking for. Exactly. Those kinds of things. We invest the old-fashioned <laughs> way. I don't know. I, I never knew that it changed. It has changed. Yeah. Where you've got these S&P 500 ETFs where people just buy the market. They don't look at yeah. what the valuation is of the. No, they don't have any clue. That's right. Well, and, and even then, e even the people that try to do, quote, unquote, fundamental value investing, a lot of them, they're just saying, well, the the banking sector looks cheap so they just buy a bank etf right they don't want to actually hone in and and try to find one that looks very attractive and and just make that their bank pick they say oh we'll just buy all 50 of them yeah well heck i mean you know 10 of them might actually go under who knows yep and i want to tell y'all something i heard i listened to this week in our office our our team the dupree team on an investor call with a with a new company that the priest thinking about investing in and i wish we could publish the dialogue the questions that were asked about talk that about yesterday yes yeah and i mean you guys were going in deep baby and i loved every minute of it it was a bank stock we won't say which one it right was. but i mean you were asking great questions and by golly you know if we invest in that bank we're going to know who we're invested in yeah. and that's important yeah I think we decided to pass for now, but um, it goes to our philosophy. Different firms can develop different core competencies, and we have an, a, kind of an edge, if you want to call it that, in financial companies. 
we understand bank and bank type companies and insurance companies. We, we, we kind of get that world and, um, you know, it enables us to be selective about where we want to put our clients money, not just any old bank, not just any old finance company, but somebody who's got a certain, uh, leg up on the markets. One of the things we did really well with was, uh, Aircraft financing, aircraft mm-hmm. leasing companies, yeah. and our recent, uh, most recent purchase there was just bought out by a Japanese company, mm-hmm. Aircastle. We're we're out of the stock now because the price went way up. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> insurance companies—that's another another focus of ours. Another one. But I think uh, I think another thing is is we'll be the first to tell you we we know what we don't know. That's you true. Know, uh, I. I I think of another example just this week, looking at the bonds of a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, now I can go I can go over the numbers and I can say, all right, I like the numbers, but I have no clue about any of these drugs. Yes, because I don't understand drugs. Yeah, I don't really I don't take any medications yeah. to be honest with you, and so it, it's to understand a drug pipeline, how it works. You know, what are the percentage to get out of yeah. phase three testing, all this. That's where, all right, now we've got to have a call with management to really figure out if this is even viable. Uh, and that's Because what- we don't understand the cash flows. Here's why. Drugs expire. Now, a generic drug company, the drug doesn't expire because they're not coming up with um, new patents. They're taking old ones off patent and making a cheaper version. Yeah. So, but you got to understand how sticky – is that revenue flow for years to come exactly how much how much will it tend to stick around well and even a generic drug you know if if a new drug comes out that's better yeah that goes on to patent well the generic drug their their sales will decline too there you go let me ask y'all a question about that too because in in a generic drug does does it have drug company do they have the same liability as the actual company that patented the drug don't know you're talking about in the opioid, yeah, or just in any drug that you know. Yeah, there's, I, I there's guess some they type, do because because yeah. Teva got hit by a big uh, if thing on opioid. If you're if you're marketing and selling, the you, you the, still have the same liability. Yeah, okay, yeah, probably yeah. do. Stay with us. It is the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio six thirty WLAB. We're gonna impeach the mother. It's totally ridiculous. Formal impeachment inquiry. It's a quid pro quo. His answer was, I want no quid pro quo. The evidence is clear. From start. From the beginning. To finish. The impeachment into Donald J. Trump. The 40- On News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. This is a good group. Yeah. Yeah, this is what we've yeah. been jamming on the last hour here. There you go. Logan's in Messina. Back on the Tom Dupree show. All right. Now, I will say that Clark and James, this does not apply to. Because I've seen Elizabeth dance, and I've seen you rock and roll, so... <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. 
Boomers are thriving on an unprecedented $9 trillion inheritance. What's going on with that? Yeah. <laughs> Send it my uh, way. Yeah, what's up with Wait that? Where's mine? <laughs> Golly. So what you've seen and with, with the market rally that we've seen over the last 10 years, you know, it's been extremely well for just anybody that's been invested in it. Yeah. Um. So it says the rich the rich aren't just getting – this article from Bloomberg, by the way. So it says the rich aren't just getting richer, they're getting older. And fortunately for their children, they're set to leave plenty of money in the bank. About $36 trillion will flow from one generation to another over the next 30 years, according to a report Tuesday from Wealth Manager United Income. The pace of bequests has already started surging. Americans inherited $427 billion in 2016, the most recent data available, up 119% from 1989, even after adjusting for inflation. Uh, <clears throat> so... What it's saying is, is, you know, you've got all this money flowing. Uh, and here's one thing I want to. Yeah, so the good news is that the bequests are coming in handy. The median recipient gets about $55,000, which is more than double their typical retirement savings. Most inheritances are going to older adults who have little in the way of retirement savings, said Fellows, a former Brookings Institution scholar. People receiving inheritance are pretty middle class. The average inheritance received in 2016 was about 295000 up from 169000 in 1989 after adjusting for inflation. Right. What, what you're seeing is a lot of people that don't have retirement savings are getting retirement savings from their parents. From their parents. Right. When, when their parents pass away. That's exactly right. And expecting it. And the problem is... Yes, they're expecting it, but they have no education. They haven't None. built a retirement nest egg themselves a lot of times, and so they get this money, and they're like, what uh, do I do? And they go out and spend it. Exactly. They don't have any idea. They have no clue. It's scary. And so one of the things that I've been a big proponent of talking to clients and just the whole firm has been a big proponent of is, you know, Anytime they're talking about their kids and giving it to their kids is bring them in. Yeah. We, we, we want to talk to that second generation because education is, is oh, key. The, the way you educate, you know, just like our former guest that was just, I keep thinking about him, Bob Tilton, who was just on, he had to be educated through going through considerable difficulty and coming out the other side, mm -hmm. you know what that's sure. all about. Sure, uh, I've been through it. Right, pain and suffering teaches you humility. Yes, which you can use to manage your life um, better. That's right. Going forward, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people. <clears throat> They've never had any pain or not had that much. I mean, everybody's had some, but some people have had it easy and, uh, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't serve them well when tough times come. Sometimes they can be self-inflicted tough times. Mm -hmm. You can inflict upon yourself your own pain. And I, I think wealth building, one of the things that he said earlier in the hour was that wealth was not on the outside, it was on the inside. It was, and if somebody dumps a big chunk of money in my lap right now, way more than what I've got, would I have the equipment on the inside? to manage what's been given to me on the outside or would it change my lifestyle? Would I be a different person after inheriting that money? And that's something that we have to deal with when people come in to help them be realistic about what they've got. You know, inherited wealth can be a two edged sword. It can be a scary time for a lot of people. And, I, it's back to this education piece that we're we talk about a lot and generational wealth 
needs education. Exactly. And it needs accountability. And I love what you all were just saying about how we encourage our clients to bring their children in and let's start a relationship now. Yep. And it's just like, you know, Pastor Brother Bob and or your pastor at your church. Yeah. They'll hold you accountable on your lifestyle. Yeah. They'll hold you if accountable you'll let them. if you'll let them on, you know, being a, a person of integrity and practicing morals. But we try to do the same thing as it deals with money. And it's yeah. important. Yeah, it, it is important. I, you know, I've I've heard you I've heard you talk about, you know, being a, we need to be good stewards of the money entrusted to us it's what we've been entrusted with. but also you know we need to be good stewards of the clients entrusted to that's us. right you know you it there's been plenty of times where i've seen one of us sit across the table from a client and say hey you're spending too much money yeah you know holding the having those hard conversations you know where uh, uh maybe the other guy might have been like oh it's okay you know just to keep the right. client well you know we would much rather keep you by being honest and and that other guy is people pleasing him yeah because he doesn't want to lose the business that's right and people pleasing always gets you into trouble yeah if you're afraid to say the truth to somebody remember my first month at the pre-financial i heard a story about that guy that other guy that you know the client called and said i want to buy a new boat and he couldn't afford a new boat it really in his in out of his retirement account, but out of as a result of being people pleased, he said, "No Let problem. Come pick up the check." As a boat owner, you can never afford a boat. <laughs> I don't care how much money you got; you can't afford the boat. Don't buy it. I can say that as a boat owner. Oh gosh, you, know, oh, you can't it. afford the boat. <laughs> Sorry, unless you're just. Gonna, I don't care how much money you got. Yeah. Just gonna keep it as like yeah. a, a expensive float. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're out of time. Gosh, it went by so fast. If you want to uh, come talk to us about your retirement investments. Um, Call us at 859-233-0400. Send us an email at info at DupreeFinancial.com. Look at our website, DupreeFinancial.com. Check us out on Facebook. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Guy Hewlett and Philip Sexton. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. I can't get over.